everyone, and welcome to episode four of the I Am Anissimus podcast. I am Sammy Robles Jr., your host and author of I Am Anissimus, a trek towards self-affirmation. And this episode is entitled Trembling Ground. Chapter three of my book begins like this. I'm anxious. At times that my nerves seem out of control, the ground beneath my feet feels like it's trembling. This is Anissimus talking. And what we know from chapter 2 is that he's traveling from Ephesus to Colossae. Now these are two cities, all right? His home, the house he's returning to is in Colossae. When he ran away... um, One of the possibilities is he could have gone to Ephesus, 110 miles, and that's where he may have encountered Paul, who is in jail. So he's going back to Colossae, so there's a long trek before him. He's got a lot of time to think. He's got a lot of time to just just go through all the feelings that he's going through. The trembling ground, that, that idea of the ground beneath his feet feeling like trembling, that's an actual indirect foreshadowing I did, like a pun. Because I'm referencing an earthquake that we know historically would later destroy the city of Colossae. I understand this letter, the letter of Philemon, to be written before the earthquake in the year 60. Historically, we know that Colossae was rebuilt, but it was never the same city. So I use... What we know in history, I use it as a way of foreshadowing and use it as a way of, of as a metaphor for instability of life. So as Onesimus is trekking back to Colossae, because his emotions are all over the place and he's nervous and anxious, you know, he may feel uneasy, unstable. But the trembling and all, uh, trembling is also a reference to the actual city of what would happen in the future that it would be destroyed by an earthquake. So a little, a little uh, secret <laughs> that I used when I was writing. In chapter three, page twenty-seven, we start seeing uh, and learning and reading what Colossae, the city of Colossae, taught Onesimus. I'm going to give you some more background on the city of Colossae because when you read the the narrative, you might just see it all as just another city. But there's some story behind it. And I wanted to use that as a way of connecting Onesimus to his home, to his land, to the geography, uh, to what's happening in that time period. I wanted to make a a connection there. And Colossae, interesting enough, was a business center. It actually was a large city. But at this time, it's become much of a smaller town because it was known for selling this um, this dark red wool. But that diminished because of another city, a neighboring city, Laodicea. And Laodicea became their commercial competitor. So a one-time bustling, populous city, Colossae, is now, because of the economic... Uh, the uh, economic climate of that region has now become a smaller town, but it doesn't diminish necessarily the connection that Onesimus in, in this story has with his city. 
Onesimus understands the history of his city. And because of that, I wanted to showcase him reflecting on that, knowing what his city has, uh, has endured economically, uh, historically, and putting himself in that story. Because it's not only his home, but he's reflecting on the history of his city. And he's using that history as a way for him to understand his life. So there's a connection here. So with, with chapter three, with me writing about this and bringing Colossae into the equation. But there is a connection to one of the first things that Onesimus says in chapter one. He says, Philemon controls my freedom of decisions. He controls my freedom of actions. But I'm still free to dream, right? And so even early on the story, when we see Onesimus just like on high anxiety, really reflecting on how he was, there was still this little spark within him that no one could take away. Legally, he had no, no freedom. But deep down inside, there was something that no one could take away. The freedom to dream. And that was his. He could do that in silence. He could do that in his mind. He could probably play it off and make it seem like he's not doing anything, but his mind may be wandering and dreaming and imagining. And so that thought that he has in chapter one is in direct correlation to him thinking about his city and dreaming and imagining and reflecting on Colossae in chapter three. I want to go ahead and put some attention on page 28 and... This section is actually one of my favorite sections of the book, and it was actually one of my favorite sections to write. And it's really, really, really cool. Let me, let, me just, let me just read it here. This is Anissimus speaking. Regardless of the circumstance, Colossae presses forward towards a new day. That's the lesson. I need to keep moving forward no matter what, step by step, one moment at a time. There's nothing wrong with a little self-motivation, right, Anissimus? I need to just stay positive and not freak out about a future that hasn't happened yet. I love that section because he understands the history of Colossae. He knows that it's not the business center that it once was. He knew that it once used to be a large city and now it's a small town. He knows that his city faced economic turmoil and natural disasters. Like actually in the year 17, there was also recorded an earthquake and the city was destroyed, but they rebuilt it. He knows that. And that's why he mentions it in chapter three. He knows the history, but it's because he understands it that he says, you know what? Colossae has survived. It was rebuilt. It didn't stay destroyed. It got back up and he takes that as a lesson. And what's really cool, again, connecting it with chapter one, when he's talking about he's still free to dream, right? It's like this little section, he's kind of like, he's motivating himself. He's saying, yeah, step by step, one moment at a time. And then he says, there's nothing wrong with a little self-motivation, right, Anissimus? I mean, he's essentially talking to himself. <laughs> he's, he's helping himself out. And I think that's all right. Sometimes we need to motivate ourselves. And I think that's part of the self-affirmation, saying, you know what? I am useful. You know what? I am good enough. You know what? I am special. You know what? I am a child of God. You know what? I can do this. And I think this is a moment that Onesimus is having 
as he's walking and from a distance starts glancing and noticing Colossane. This part, I just need to stay positive and not freak out about a future that hasn't happened yet. I mean, historically, we know that eventually this city would be destroyed for good many, 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 many years later. But he doesn't know that. And he doesn't have to worry about that because all he knows is that his city was rebuilt and he's going to cling on to that. And he's not going to freak out about a future he can't control. He cannot control what Philemon's going to do once he gets back. He's just going to keep his mind at the at a, at a positive place and he's not going to freak out. He's already endured a lot of anxiety, a lot of stress. He's making a conscious decision. You know what? I'm breathing. I'm going to chill. I'm going to take it easy. I'm a different person. And I'm going to stay positive and not freak out about something that I can't control. Onesimus learned something in the most unexpected way. That house, that house may have been the, the source of pain for him and fear and hurt. But the city of Colossae was a source of hope and perseverance for him. That it was possible to be rebuilt. And it maybe it might be different than it once was before. But it's possible to stand up again. He learned that lesson. And I think that's a lesson for us too. You know for the person listening right now. I would challenge you at this moment. To open your eyes and look around today. Ask yourself. What is this day trying to teach you? Or say, what is this day trying to teach me? And then I would challenge you even more to open up your mind and your heart and then ask, what could God be trying to teach me today? What could God be trying to teach you today? My heart is to help. And I would like to say and make an invitation and invite you to intentionally align yourself today with God's purpose and God's desire for your life. Today could be the day when things turn around. Today could be that memorable day. Colossae was destroyed, but it got back up. Listen, I don't know your situation, but don't live as though that your situation is gonna leave you destroyed. Live rescued, live liberated, live rebuilt, it's all right. The ground may be trembling, but listen, keep trekking.